time for Samantha to lock the studio door and play whatever the heck she wants. Now that's what I call all American. Rock around the region. A full hour of kick-ass music from bands rocking the Southeast. Everything that rocks. C97.5. On Z97.5 Getting it started tonight With Seven Dust Going back to their album Seasons That is Enemy And the reason we're doing That flashback track Is because Seasons Is about to turn 20 years old And Seven Dust Going to be doing A handful of dates To celebrate that
But first, before we get into all of that, let me tell you this. Gotta say big, huge congratulations to John Conley of Seven Dust, who just completed the New York City Marathon last weekend. Came in in just about three hours' time, which is just unbelievable. Got an awesome medal. He's doing great. Some great photos that he posted. And of course, now he is getting ready to start training for the Boston Marathon starting on December 1st already. So when he's not jamming on a stage, yeah, the man is running marathon. Marathons. It's crazy. Of course, uh, the Boston Marathon, John's going to be running that. Getting back out with Seven Dust starting in February as Seven Dust will hook up with Static X to do another round of the Machine Killer North American Tour. There is a Kentucky date on that, I believe February 17th. We'll talk more about that later. Tonight on the show, I'm going to introduce you to a brand new band that is by far one of the most fascinating interviews I have ever done. Just for the simple fact of how this conversation went and just how grounded Jake Johnson is. Guillotine is in the house tonight. So that will come your way. Part one tonight. You're also going to get an update on the other LA, some non point, and I'm going to debut a brand new song for you from The Violent. So that is all coming up tonight. All right. Now back to Seven Dust and their album Seasons turning 20 years old, as they always do. They wrap up the year doing some dates around the very end of December to celebrate the year. This time around, they'll be playing Bloomington, Illinois on the 28th and 29th, Moline, Illinois on the 30th, and New Year's Eve in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That will be very cold, but one What a hell of a way to wrap up the year and ring in 2024 if you feel like traveling. This band will be opening up for them. It's 10 years. I remember. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
Let's rock around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
on Rock Around the Region. That is falling into place. Exciting news as the band is currently in Los Angeles working on brand new material. Very excited for that. Looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table here in the next couple of months. I hope L.A. is an amazing experience for them. Jawfane getting ready to wrap up the year. Their final show happening on December 15th at Dark Matter in Nashville. It's Apparition on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5.
Bad Bop on Rock Around the Region. That is called The One. Looking forward to hearing more from this band because with Dusty Mayhan being in such bands as, let's say, Bootleggers and Fuzz Ripper and Swamp Fox, amongst others, I think this is by far the best sound I've heard out of them. And I look forward to more stuff. In the meantime, you can learn a little bit about Dad Bop on Facebook, Dad Bop Music. It is Rock Around the Region on Z97.5 with uh, a brand new band, but yet a familiar face, because we were just discussing before we started chatting here about how small the music world really is and the circle that we all run in. And in the last, you know, eight, nine years of doing Rock Around the Region, um, somehow, Zach, I thought you had been here more than once. I know that I've had at least 9,000 bands that you've been in that I've played on the show, but this is only your second time here. Correct. How did that happen? Well, because only one band made it here. (laughs) We tried before uh, with everything and, and couldn't quite get things circled around. And of course, I feel like every time I finally get you nailed down and go, OK, you're in this band. Let's come in. Let's do this. And then you're off to the next thing. So here we are off to the next thing. Yeah. Which and is, the last one. And the last one. This, this is, is it. The this final is it. resting place. And of course, who this is would be Guillotine. And I, I know that you are not necessarily a one man show, but I feel like you're kind of a one man show when it comes to the writing and recording of stuff. But then you have guys like Zach and the rest of them that join you on a stage. Would that be a fair statement there, Jake? That's fair. Yeah. Huh. It's a dream that I've been hammering out for years, especially over the pandemic. We learned so much between the music and the visuals. Uh-huh. And then having great players and good friends to help take it to fruition is really where that's how we roll. So tell me how you got started then, because Zach's Zach's been through this at least once before with all of this. So like when you were younger, what kind of music was in the house? Were your parents into music? What what made you decide to be like, I want to do this? And you also chose a very specific path to go down. This isn't just like every other band that goes, yes, I wanted to be a guitarist or yes, I wanted to be a drummer. This band has a very distinct sound. So a little bit different. Is this what you always always planned on or did you start with the basics not really you know there's always been music in the house and then with my stepdad being in bon jovi i was exposed. i'm sorry what yeah you didn't know that uh, no i did <laughs> sorry. not i, I love that for, i love okay. that your for stepdad him. is in bon jovi or wasn't bon jovi who's your stepdad hugh mcdonald he's the bass player no kidding so living on a prayer all those bass lines that's him yeah wow papa, he- papa huey Papa Huey. Since day one. So there's always been music in the house, even with my bio dad, my mom, like everyone, we all had our favorite bands. I was that kid that loved Rob Zombie and Slipknot when I was 13. Started going heavier immediately. Pretty much. But then I was in high school and I was trying to be liked by everybody. So I did, I strayed from that. And then when I came to Nashville and just, I met Desmond Child. Okay. Kind of got more into the nitty gritty of life and city exposure. And I kind of just got changed into something else, which I think is my true where I want to be. And it's, I've never felt more so natural there's, there's right. going to be a lot of people. I mean, I know the name Desmond Child. Um, there's there's going to be a lot of people going, who I'm going to tell you right now, Google Desmond because he's a genius. He has been um, behind a lot of really, really major players and major. a hell of a songwriter. Yes. What a hell of a songwriter. Iconic. So you said 13-ish, you're getting into the, to the white zombie and all that kind of stuff. How old were you when you, when you came to Nashville and, and meet Desmond and start this whole nother chapter? So I was 19 when I moved here Okay, and I was living with my sister in Bellevue and I still live in that same complex. It's kind of funny. And when I first moved here, the first gig I had was opening for Bon Jovi at Bridgestone Arena. Stop it. <laughs> it really? Was. Yeah. Were you by yourself? Not just by myself. No, I put together a band and I was doing a completely other thing. It was pop. It was called the Jake Johnson band. I was so not ready in terms of just having this, the, what happens when you do those things, not just, Oh, we're going to go and play. It's like the posting and everything is, I was so far behind. And then I took this as like a college 
course. Okay. Like Nashville it really just hammered out where I had to be. And with Desmond, you know, he was in the audience. He's like, oh, I want to mentor you. And then he said, I think you belong more in the industrial world. Right. Like Nine Inch Nails and stuff. So I revisited that music over the pandemic and just got heavier and heavier. I was recording with a guy named Jim Lightman and then he passed away. I had to take on pretty much all recording responsibilities and I learned how to make industrial by myself because it kind of made more sense where I could be just completely unhinged and create right. something. And then it just took time. It was just a genuine, organic, figuring it out process. This, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fangirling here because it's just kind of like, wow, like this is stuff that I was not prepared to hear and I, it's, it's exciting. But at the same time, it's like, you know, to say that one of your first gigs was was opening for Bon Jovi at Bridgestone Arena. Let's just unpack that for a second. Knock yourself Be- because, out. Because, <laughs> you know, most people are like, they, they strive like, someday I'm going to open for so-and-so and someday I'm going to have an arena show. And at 19 years old, you were thrown into the deep end. I really was, yeah. How did that feel for you? Did you were you ready to puke walking out there? I was excited because I waited that entire moment in my whole life for that moment. I just waited so long and it just came and went like lightning. It was so quick and really when you play an arena it's funny because the only show like they'll put spotlights on you right. and you just go have like a sandwich or something and <laughs> i just saw a sea of darkness i just right. saw an ocean of dark and then people that were on their phones so it became a game with us halfway through the show we were throwing guitar picks at just glowing faces in the darkness <laughs> and yeah i took out a couple eyes it was funny that's awesome uh, it was great hey, it's the only way you're gonna learn <laughs> that's cool to so, know i didn't know that that's yeah awesome. i was just, like totally it was it was like target <laughs> practice it was hysterical and but it was it was so much fun but then even then up there i was like something doesn't quite feel right i think it's was almost, it because of the style of music that you were doing at the time i think so it didn't it was like yeah, these are good songs and i'm like no, i don't feel like i'm fulfilling something right i feel like i'm doing something, something. Was missing. it's like i'm doing something but it's like what for like right. what was that i really belong here and then desmond was just merciless. He was just to it. There was really no TLC. It was oh, wow. a true feasting. He really put me in a place where I'm like, all right, now it's time to make this music. And then going back with him after the pandemic, after what I worked on, he was like, you're on the right path here. Okay. This is where you want to be, especially with the our look, with the UV and the songs and the imagery. He's like, this is... Yes. Keep keep doing this. Keep going down this rabbit hole. Keep going down that path. And it's like, how much more can we do into this? And it just makes me feel incredibly happy because it's what I've always wanted to do. It, it almost sounds like, you know, you, you learned how, if I can just throw some more cliches out here, you were running before you learned how to walk with all of this because you kind of jumped in and going, okay, yeah, I can do this. Not quite where I want to be. And it sounds like, I mean, obviously Desmond saw you and saw something special and was already to just, you're a little lump of clay now. Jake, I was. we're a little up a clay now, Jake, and I I'm going to mold you. And, I, and I'm sure that's got to be because it's like, OK, I can do this. Something's missing. But then he just kicked your legs right out from under you and said, we're starting from the ground up. Pretty much. Yeah, he really I, I was just his little baby face and he saw something to kind of play with. And was mold that intimidating with. for you knowing his history? Oh, yeah, it's intimidating. Even, you know, around John and Richie, these guys I've known and loved. It was really intense to be with someone who was ready to be so hands on. Right. I consider John, Richie, Doc McGee, all these friends to yeah. be mentors. But Desmond was the one that called me into his office and sat me down several times and got into my brain and asked like these certain questions just to kind of crack you open and say, here's where I think you belong. Okay. Here's what I know what you need to be writing. He's, it, it was almost like Hannibal Lecter. You know, <laughs> he was a songwriting genius, Hannibal Lecter. He just kind of picked you apart and then you were just left just goo by the right. end of it. And, but then you come out a better goo, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's goo for the better, but nonetheless you're goo. <laughs> And so I, okay, I, can't, <laughs> I can't think of him enough. I think though. So. <laughs> 
that's, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a what bro- the G stands for. Goo. Goo, goo. yes. Yeah, that's the, what the G, G stands for. G is the goo blade. It's goo, goo. But I'll tell you what. I mean, what a, that is a picture that will never leave my head. Your 
Rock around the region on Z97.5, Guillotine and Vultures, the very first song of theirs that I ever played. And, of course, Jake and Zach are here from the band today. And so far, this has been one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had. You just so casually say, oh, yeah, my stepdad's in Bon Jovi. And Desmond Child has taken me under wing, which we were talking about. Uh, Desmond kind of molding you like a little ball of clay. And I would imagine not just being intimidating, but then it's like stripping you apart and it's like okay i'm a pile of goo but now now it's time to like okay we can now now we turn into flubber and and we start running off the electricity that makes that goo turn into something i don't know yeah when the the goo can't form itself behind the mask it's just left as goo and you're kind of (laughs) left as honest goo (laughs) and there's nowhere to go but up from here so you uh you've mentioned about working on this during the the pandemic which you know it's hard to believe that was only Three years ago. Yeah. It, it feels like a lifetime at this point yes, because 2020 just stopped, you know, and it's it's interesting to have conversations with bands post COVID because everybody kind of approached it a little bit differently because some some were like, that's it. We're done. And I've seen so many bands just fall off the planet. And I've seen others that just took that time and went, OK, well, I'm going to adult for a while. And then others that have fully embraced that and said, it's time to work on the art. Because what's holding me back now? Can't go to work. Can't go out and do this. Everything's shut down. Might as well dive in and turn that goo into something. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Pandemic goo. <laughs> Gross. Pandemic. It's true, though. Jeez. Like, like the whole time, like, I think it was the best thing for us. Yeah. Because we were trying to do a whole thing, like, a, a, the week that the world shut down. We were not ready. We had a, a band... It was called Jake J and the Killjoys, and it was just not quite the right lineup. The songs weren't ready, and we were just really kind of setting ourselves up for slaughter. Right. And then the pandemic happens, and I'm like... Blessing! It's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, when, when Jim died, you know... We took this time. We looked at each other. We were like, yeah, guillotine. Like it, just, it something had to happen. Something had to change. And that was over the pandemic. That was heavy. You know, we're losing friends. There's political oh, yeah. stuff happening. And really it just having that silence and the frustration and seeing the worst in people. Yeah. Seeing the best in people. Yes. And having to kind of be like left on our own to go, what do we do? Right. We had no choice but to become something different. And as much as it hurt, we had to become something better. And I think so. So for you then too, with all of this, I mean, starting starting where you did and more the pop side of things, and obviously, you know, Desmond seeing something in you, had you wanted to go the industrial route or was that something that that he kind of opened your eyes to and said i see so and i don't mean this in a bad way whatsoever but i see a darkness in in you and i see this energy and this thing that needs to come out and industrial music has always been such a cathartic way to do that because i mean death metal's great can't understand anything they're saying but the industrial still gives you that kind of you know for that for that release so that was that something that you were wanting to pursue that direction or was that something he kind of went how about this not at all really i mean when i was in my early teens learning to record make songs i was doing heavier stuff but i was so clueless i was doing these (laughs) terrible like black sabbath style riffs and then you know i was living in nowhere utah at the time trying to fit in and have like my own little footloose style (laughs) thing you know (laughs) oh dude it was where 
I lived where men and men are sheep and nervous. Oh God! You know, okay. yeah, it's it was really a rough town. It was. I love that. It wasn't even a diner. You couldn't go get a cup of coffee anywhere. It oh. was just like the fade store and two gas stations. Oh wow! There was no light. There's no traffic light in Colville, Utah. That's <laughs> not, is that where you grew up, or is that just my teen years? That's where I consider growing up because okay. the one I can most recollect. Because the okay. rest of my childhood was just divorces and flying all over the country. Sure. You know. So yeah, I just was doing those songs and being just pissed off and alone, just like, what am I going to do in Utah, you know, and trying to find myself and then going the pop route. And then Desmond was like, let me take that mask off and let me see what you really look like. And it was like, he could just slither through all the facades and excuse or whatever I was doing. It's like a good therapist. It was a therapist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It really was the greatest therapist because he did not hold back anything anything that's on his mind it's just there it is and now he's been so complimentary of what we've been doing he's wanted to be so he's never been more involved with what we're doing now and he really just saw it there and said this is what you really want to do and i couldn't even scream when i met him okay i couldn't make it that takes a little bit of practice and that's something i've I've asked other vocalists before because you know that is really really hard on your body and it it can be it can be and i mean obviously you got to learn you know to bring that up from from the bowels of of your guts um is is instead of your throat because you will totally break everything in there um and i've always admired that because i have i've had issues i mean i've seen this guy at a show and i will have no voice the next day just from talking to him at a show because you're talking over loud music and it's like god yeah i talk for a living so that gets very dangerous so while i feel it's coming from here obviously it's not so there's a lesson in there to learn how to do all of that what did it feel like for you the first time you learned how to let that sound out It, it felt like the little kid that was so frustrated, so alone, finally was heard. Okay. That's the best way I could describe it. And to, to do it and you're not going, oh, oh, water. It's like <laughs> it, it, to, to do that and feel power and you feel it like rattling your ribs. You're right. like, oh, yeah, that's where it's at. And it really it takes time. And, you know, think about it like 19 to now I'm 26. You know, that was a lot of. It's seven years of just this changing, being yeah. exposed to more Nashville fumes and drinking and smoking. Sure. So just I've done not the greatest things in my voice, but it's kind of loosened up some things and matured it. All of a sudden now it's like I know what I'm doing from a professional tech you know, technical aspects. Right, so I'm right, not right. losing my voice, but I'm also like I felt like I've found my my chest, my range, my everything. Right. And it just took time. And that's amazing. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
Regional on Z97.5, the other LA, and I'm not broken. Exciting news going on for them as they are playing some shows with Bad Wolves over this weekend. I think they played uh, Friday and Saturday in Spartanburg, South Carolina, somewhere around there. And then Friday, December 1st, they will be in Chickasaw, Oklahoma, opening up for Josie Scott, the voice of Saliva. That's how he's branding himself these days. He's not in Saliva anymore. And that's okay. You do what you got to do to keep that career going and do what you love. Non Point getting ready to hit the road again. They have got another big ass tour and dates are selling out all over the place. It kicks off on December 1st in Pennsylvania. Already got dates in Flint, Michigan that are sold out. The closest that they're going to get for us will be December 12th at the Mercury Ballroom in Louisville. It's a million watts from Non Point on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. A million watts when the beat drops. So is it going to make on stop? Got the room turning up, but I don't think it's loud enough. Turn it up, we got a party up front. 
Devour the day that is worse than death on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. Blake Allison has been named as a member of the Stowaways, which is always the uh, the jam band that plays the Shiprock Cruise every year. So that's kind of exciting news there. Looking forward to some more tunes from them. I'm hoping that there is a plan for a full album from Devour the Day. Everybody's been very busy with different projects, including Joey Walser being with Pop Evil. I am Samantha and I. We've got a few things left, including a debut, and we're also going to take a moment to thank all of our veterans, even though it is technically the day after Veterans Day. We still love them and we still want to thank them. And that will be happening when Rock Around the Region returns on Z97.5. Get up, get up! It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5. I'm shaking off and see Remember if you need me Cherish what you keep in Everything you lost and gained from me And it's a long and bitter road So take the time to see It was me choosing to
on the region on Z97.5. That is a new one from the violent Follow Me on Rock Around the Region. The band just announced a handful of shows happening in the month of December. Uh, not exactly sure how far Angola, Indiana is, but right now that is the closest date on December 16th. We'll keep an eye out for them, and I know that they are working on piecing together more dates for the beginning of the year. I am Samantha Knight. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out Rock Around the Region tonight. A big thanks to Jake and Zach from Guillotine. Man, what a conversation, and we're only through part one. <laughs> part two will come your way next week on the program. In the meantime, if you know of a band that needs to be a part of this show, please let me know. I'm always open to suggestions, always looking to check stuff out. Find me on Facebook, Samantha Knight Radio, or you can email me, Samantha at Z975.com. Wrapping things up tonight in honor of Veterans Day, which of course was yesterday, and I figured the only appropriate way to do that and to properly thank veterans is to play a band on this show that is comprised entirely of veterans. The home base is Raleigh, North Carolina. Then, of course, you have got Justin Myers, who is the drummer and is still living in Knoxville. He is the drummer for Broken Side as well. Um, everybody has served in different branches of the military. And on vocals, Jason Everman used to be in Nirvana and Soundgarden, believe it or not. And all proceeds from everything that they write, record, and sell is all to help benefit military veterans. So I thought this was a great way to say thank you and happy Veterans Day. We're wrapping things up tonight with silence and light. It's Straight Lines on Rock Around the Region. We'll see you next time.
Once 